You say, well, is God going to help me? Hey, God is there. And God will do whatever he wants to do. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to put your eyes on him. Take your eyes off yourself and put your eyes on the Lord. Sometimes we look to the right, to the left. We look down. We look straight. And the Lord says, no, no, look up. I'm here with you. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're so glad you've joined us today as we continue our series contemplating the life-shaping impact of God's love. If you're facing trials and feeling overwhelmed today, you'll find comfort in learning how Jesus cared for his frightened disciples in the middle of a storm-filled sea. We'll go in depth today about God's presence and power in your circumstances. Now, here's Raul Reese with the message, The Storms of Life. If you have your Bible, turn to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. He says, On that same day when the evening had come, he said to the disciples, Let us cross over to the other side. And now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. In other little boats were also with him. So you begin to see that Jesus is on his way across the Sea of Galilee. Now, for those of you that have never been to Israel, the Sea of Galilee is a pretty interesting place. And when we were there this last time, it was interesting because there was a huge storm that came upon us. The Israelis said they've never seen anything like it. The wind, the hail was this big. But the Lord not only used that storm to get us closer to his name, but to begin to share with us that we're helpless without him. And maybe you're here this morning, you feel helpless. He's brought you to that place where he wants to break you. Brokenness is very important. The disciples taking these 12 men across the Sea of Galilee, you have these little boats following behind. Because they were interested in what Jesus had to offer and what he wanted to give to them. And a great windstorm arose. And the waves began to beat on the boat so that it was already filling. So the boat is beginning to fill and going down. The storm is so big. What is Jesus doing? He's sleeping. But he's on the boat. When we were there and the winds came in, you could see the Sea of Galilee can be very calm. It's a very small lake. But when the winds come in and a storm comes in, the waves can raise up to four, five, six, seven, eight feet. Many of the boats have gone down in the Sea of Galilee. And when I saw that storm, it reminded me of this storm here, that Jesus was in a storm. I am in a storm. I've been in storms all my life. As a child of God, I've been in storms, but I recognize that in those storms, Jesus is with me. Jesus is with you, whatever your storm may be this morning. Drugs, alcohol, your husband divorcing you, your wife divorcing you, your kids hate you, they're angry with you, but Jesus loves you. The reason Jesus does those things is because he wants to break us. 
He wants to mold us and shape us into his image so that he can use my life to bring glory and honor to his name. And other people can see that my relationship with Christ is real. Real. There's too many people with religion. And religion doesn't really do anything for me, but relationship, can I, not only can I have relationship, but that relationship comes by God breaking my life. Molding me, shaping me. But it's going to take my will to be submitted to Jesus. If we don't submit our will to Jesus, then he can help you. And when you come to the cross of Jesus Christ with that attitude, the Lord looks down upon you and says, you know what, I wanted you to be broken. And now that you're broken and you're taking up your cross and you're following me, now I can begin to work in your life and through your life. That's what he does. He works in your life and he works on my life and through my life. And we need that in our lives. Look what he says again in verse 37. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat on the boat so that it was already filling. So it's a real dangerous situation. And Jesus is sleeping. I believe with all my heart that Jesus is sleeping, but he's trying their faith. Just say, try your faith and my faith. What are you going to do? I'm in the boat. You think you're going to go down? He doesn't wake up. He's still there sleeping. He goes on. But he was in the stern, sleeping on a pillow. Can you imagine the picture? These guys are freaking out, and Jesus is sleeping on his pillow. Not even moving. And then he said, and they awoke him. And they said, Jesus, teacher, don't you care that we are perishing? Of course he cares. (laughs) Don't you care that you have to come to me by faith? You woke me up. Do you really believe that? Do you think that I'm going to let you go down? When I'm in the boat, whenever I'm on the boat, wherever I am with you, you will never, ever sing. You'll never drown. And so many people think they're going to drown. That they're not going to make it through any things that they're going through. You have no car. You have no job. You got fired. You lost your job. You can't pay your rent. You just lost a child. All these things in life that Satan uses against us to deny the Lord Jesus Christ. But who's in control? You lose a child. Jesus is in control. He's on the boat. I don't understand why somebody loses their child. I don't understand why people lose their jobs. I don't understand why people waste their money. But he knows. He knows exactly what you're thinking, what you're going through. He knows your heart. The heart. And what did Jeremiah say? The heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Who could know it? I, the Lord, know your hearts. You don't even know your heart. He knows your heart. And when he sees our hearts, then he can be able to begin to work in my heart so that he can work in my life and through my life. And I can see that Jesus is in control of my life. Watch what he says. Do you not care that we are perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. What does he do to our storms? Peace, be still. The storms stop. 
You now are able to see the hand of the Lord is upon my life. He's not going to let me go down. And if he does that now, it's going to continue to take care of my life and be with me. This is just a small test. But there are many tests to come in my life. Many tests. He got up, he rebuked the wind, he said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind stopped. Notice, and they're great, great calm. And that's what happens in our trials. We're so worried, we're angry, we're worried through a lot of stuff in our hearts. And all of a sudden, when we put our trust in the Lord, all of a sudden, everything calms. He said, me, what happened? The Lord brought peace to your life. The peace that passes all understanding, the Bible says. If you don't have peace this afternoon, listen, you will have peace with God if you surrender. And it's important because people that not only are watching your life, they're watching to see if you really, really trust in God because you're telling them to trust in God. If you really believe that, then why is it that they see no trust in God in your life? They begin to look down on you when they should be looking up to Jesus. That's why we get saved. He says, who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. Who is he? He's the Messiah. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. The Messiah, the anointed one of God. And when I think of my own experiences, thinking, man, I'm going to drown for sure. I can't go through this whole thing. All of a sudden, the Lord is there. And when the Lord is there, I get the assurance, hey, the next one that comes, I'm going to get through it. Why? Because of him. You ever see that picture where you see two footprints? And you look at Jesus walking with two footprints only, and the rest, you don't see four, but the other person is he's carrying this. He carries you through your situations because he loves you and he cares for you. And as you're being carried by the Lord, you feel comfortable, you feel comfort in your life. Because he really hasn't put you down, but he's going to carry you as far as you have to be carried so that you can trust him and say, Lord, thank you so much for taking me out of this situation. I would have never made it on my own. But he does that. He does that. He rescues you. He rescues me. I've brought a couple of questions here. How long is it going to take? How long is my trial going to last? How many days, how many weeks, how many months, how many years? What do I need to do that my trial will leave me? Get rid of my trial. And then I put here, when is this going to stop? When is this going to stop? These are questions in my life that I constantly ask the Lord. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Give us a call at 800-634-9165 or visit somebodylovesyou.com. At the end of today's program, we'll tell you about a Bible-rich booklet further illuminating the power of God's saving compassion. But first, let's continue with more of Rawls' teaching. And then the Lord comes along. Remember Job? I mean, Job has a wife. He has kids. He's rich. has everything you could imagine in his life. And what does Satan do? He sees Job that he has everything in his life. He has peace in his life. He says, Satan, where you been? Not that he didn't know. He knew. Where you been, Satan? He said, I've been cruising up and down the earth. And then he said this, have you ever considered my servant Job? Put your name in there. My servant Job, whatever your name is. 
The Lord says, have you ever considered my servant Job? And saints say, how can I consider him when you're always protecting him? You're always blessing him. Look at him. He's blessed. And the Lord said to him, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I'm going to allow you to go ahead and tempt his family. And I want you to do this. What are you going to do? He's going to take all his family and all his riches. Man, he didn't waste no time. He was gone. Satan killed his children. He took all his spoils. Where Job became a broken man, but also broke financially. What would you do? Something like that happened to you by God's permission. What would you do? Job, if you read the scripture, he says, The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord Jehovah God. He praised God. Even though he lost everything. Second time in chapter 2, the devil comes along. He says, where have you been? Cruising up and down the road. He said, have you ever considered Job himself? You protect him. You do all this for him. But if you would do something to him, he would curse you to your face. And the Lord said, I want to let you do this. Except you can't kill him. You can't take his life. He's gone. No time wasted. You see Job in that chapter, all of a sudden with boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. He can't walk. He can't sit. He can't lay down. He can't do anything because of the boils. His wife says, curse God. And she said, hey, don't do that. God was testing Job. And Job was tested for a long time. But Job understood this is God doing this to me because God has a better plan for me than anybody else would have in my life. Even his friends would come. And even his wife. What would you do? Whatever you heard, maybe maybe pneumonia, whatever it is. And you're standing there and saying, Lord, I mean, I have cancer. Why did you allow me to have cancer? And the Lord says, you don't know yet. I love you. I'm going to test you because I love you. And the Lord begins to work in your life. He's in control. He knows what you're going through. Just like the disciples here, they're freaking out because the Lord is sleeping on his pillow. The storm's coming up and going over the boat and they're saying, Lord, we're going down. We're going to die. And the Lord gets up and says, hey, listen, I'm on the boat. I'm taking care of you guys. Don't freak out. I'm here. And he rebukes him. He stops the storm. Maybe you're here today. Like I said at the beginning, you lost your job. You have no money. You have no car. You have nothing in your life. It's totally emptiness. You say, well, is God going to help me? Hey, God is there. And God will do whatever he wants to do. He wants you to trust him. He wants you to put your eyes on him. Take your eyes off yourself and put your eyes on the Lord. And when I put my eyes on the Lord, I have peace in my life. Because I know, it's like he told Moses, Moses, don't look this way, don't look that way, don't look down. But look up, I am here to take your cross. And he did. Sometimes we look to the right, to the left, we look down, we look straight. And the Lord says, no, no, look up. I'm here with you. I'm going to open the door. I'm going to close the door. What did he do for Moses? He opened the Red Sea and they walked across the Red Sea on dry ground. Not even a little bit of mud across. God had a plan. 
And that plan was to start a nation, a plan that God had given to Moses. And when the enemy began to come into the Red Sea, all of a sudden, as they're in the middle of the sea, the Lord says, okay, Moses, take your staff and tap the sand of the Red Sea. And then all of a sudden, it came back and drowned every one of the Egyptians. God's in control of my life. God wanted for Moses to trust him. Look at verse 35, 36, the authority that Jesus has. In the same day when the evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. What do we see? The authority that Jesus has in the authority that he continues to have in your life and my life today. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. When that storm came, can you imagine how they must have felt with little boats? And they had a big boat. These big waves coming over them. But again, the Lord is testing each one of us individually to see if we really believe in him going through the fire. Remember the three Hebrews? Nebuchadnezzar said, take the three Hebrews, throw them into the fire. So they got him, throw him into the fire. And all of a sudden, Nebuchadnezzar standing back, he says, didn't we throw three guys into the fire? Why would we see four? Because Jesus was in the fire with the three. Jesus is always in the fire for you and me. You're not going to burn. When Nebuchadnezzar called them out, they didn't even smell like smoke. Nothing happened to them. But it was so cool that he said, one looks like the son of man. It was Jesus in the Old Testament. And it's so cool to see these three guys that are in the fire. When they come out, imagine what it must have been like to know that this is a great witness to the king. Look at king, nothing happened to us. Faith. Faith. Who gets the glory? The Lord gets the glory. You ever been like the three Hebrews in that fire and the Lord is with you in the fire? He wants you to understand that. He's in the fire. You're not going to go down. You're not going to burn. He's going to hold you up. Secondly, verse 37, 38, notice the situation. And the great windstorm arose and the waves began to beat on the boat and so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep in the pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? That's our attitude so many times. Lord, do you really care for us? How can you love me? How can you care for me? Look at where I am today. I'm testing you. When you have everything, you really have no need. The Lord takes everything away from you. You go, man, what happened to everything I had? Now I have a need. And the Lord brings you to that place and brings you to that place that I'm not trusting in my material things. Or trusting in my wife, trusting in my husband, trusting in my children. But trusting in him. Because my wife can comfort me, but not like Jesus. And that's been our life for my wife and I. Jesus has comforted us through the things that we go through. The things that she's gone through. And continues to tell us, to let us know, listen, I am with you. I'm not going to leave you. I am with you till the end. And he's with you till the end. Even though you are in a windstorm. As the waves begin to rise and begin to come into the boat and you're going down. You won't go down. I promise you. Unbelief will take you down. 
He says, verse 39, And he got up and rebuked the wind to demonstrate his authority and said to the sea, Peace be still, and the wind stopped, and there was a great calm. This is what happens in my life, in your life, when you trust him. His authority that he has. What has he done for your life the last year? The last 10 years, the last 20 years, the last 30 years. The last few weeks you came to Christ, what has he done in your life? When people persecute you, when people, your family doesn't love you. They don't want nothing to do with you. What does the Lord do? He comforts you. He comforts you. He says, don't worry about it. I am your king. I am your Lord. And as you begin to read, the Lord begins to speak through the scriptures. He speaks to your heart because of the great, great, great things that you're going through in your lives. Hearing the voice of God. Verse 40, he says, but he said to them, why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? There's the problem, no faith. The word that he uses here for no faith means cowardly or timid. That's the word used there. And when you think of coward and timid, you know, in our own personal lives, then where's our faith? In Romans 1.17, Paul says, For it is in the righteousness of God that is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. You and me. Living by faith. I don't see it. I can hear the voice of God when I read it. I can see that God is speaking to me. Today, as you consider how Jesus' disciples experienced his goodness and power on the Sea of Galilee, we encourage you to trust that your Savior is with you in all of your stormy trials. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's message again, we'll be glad to send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. To get that, simply call 800-634-9165. And when you make your request, ask for Raul's teaching titled, The Storms of Life. Now, we'd also like to tell you about Raul's booklet titled, Understanding God's Compassion. It's a four-chapter resource that will anchor your soul with even more reassurances of the rest and hope you can find in the Lord Jesus. You'll see that when you come to God in faith, He'll forgive your sins, heal your heart, provide for your needs, and walk with you through trials. Visit SomebodyLovesYou.com or call 800-634-9165 to purchase Rawls' booklet titled, Understanding God's Compassion. We'll send your copy for just $5 plus shipping and handling. That phone number once again is 800-634-9165. Or you can order by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. When you think of the ministry of Somebody Loves You Radio, you might only think of these broadcasts, but there are other ways we've developed to help you as you follow in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus. With a simple sign-up online, you'll be all set to enjoy Rawl's daily devotional emails. Plus, you can join Rawl on YouTube every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a conversational-style program that explores the opportunities and challenges of living for Jesus in the 21st century. You can link to the YouTube channel at somebodylovesyou.com. And don't forget, downloadable copies of all of these programs are available through Spotify and iTunes. Thanks so much for partnering with us. Your donations are a blessing, and every contribution is tax-deductible. 
Join us next time as we continue this series celebrating God's mighty love. You'll get a challenge to enter into true rest with the Lord as you step out in faith and fully surrender your life to Him. Now here's Raul once again with a final thought from today's lesson. He says in verse 41, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Check this out. Who can this be? They've been with him almost three years, and they go, who is this? Who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey him? They had seen so many miracles and wonders, and still they do not believe. Sometimes we're like the disciples. We've seen things, but we say, well, I don't know about that. Is it true? Listen, everything God does is true. You've got to believe. You have to have faith. And when you have faith, he'll touch your life. He'll do a tremendous work so that your friends and your family can see that you're really a different person. As they see you hurting, but at the same time, they see your joy. I'm hurting, but I have the joy of the Lord. Why? Because he is in control of my life. I'm not in control. He's going to take care of my life. I'll conclude with this very important thing. The statement that God is in control is either true or it's not true. It is not true, we better forget about God. But if it is true and we accept God's revelation of himself, our faith enables us to enjoy and rest in that we certainly of his providence. We are truly God's providence. He is mine and I am his. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.